Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. So this episode was a fun one to record because it all started from an email from one of the listeners talking about paint colors. She had received one of those e-blasts about paint colors of the year, and it was a topic that I get asked about a lot and thought it was really important to dig into how to handle all of that information coming at you, how to sample it properly to find the right colors for your home, no matter what your project is right now. So let's dig into that topic. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I am really excited to do this episode because it came from one of you. I love when my listeners reach out to me with questions of their own. And this one I thought was particularly interesting because I don't know of a single project that you can take on that doesn't include painting. And so this woman reached out to me and she said, I'm starting to get emails about paint colors of the year. What do you think of that? And as I read the email, I laughed because you'll soon understand the why I laughed. But this is something that everyone does worry about. Now, I know it is so much fun to look at paint colors and hear everybody's opinions and what their favorite white is and what's the best taupe to use if you live in the southern part of the country versus the northern part of the country. And I get sucked into those as well. And occasionally I will glean one or two tips that I apply to my own projects. But for the most part, I consider it kind of a fluff piece. And and that's how I want you all to see it as well. So in this particular email, she had received the e-blast from Pantone. And in case you hadn't gotten it, their color of the year is called Very Perry. And don't get me started on the names of colors. I think it is the most absurd thing that they name colors. And I, I know, again, that was a marketing ploy in order for people to remember them easier. But when I started in the business, it was just numbers. And therefore, you didn't conjure up an opinion on a color based on the goofy name that's associated to it. You should hear some of the conversations I have with clients when we find you know, a perfect color, but they're turned off by the name. And I'm thinking, what does that have to do with the color? The color works, and we'll just ignore the name. I'm like, well, let's just call it by the number from now on. It, it is kind of humorous. But anyway, Pantone has come out with their color of the year, which is called Very Perry. Well, very Perry is an intense purple. And quite honestly, I have done this for 29 years. If I did this for another 29 years, I can't fathom a single project where I could use this color. I mean, it is a very strong color. And I encourage you to go look it up. It's, it's kind of fun. But that was my point is it means nothing unless it happens to be a color you're searching for. And trust me, in the right space, it would be beautiful. But me in my practice and in most of the rooms I've ever seen, it's not an applicable color. So we went back and forth. We were talking about this. And 
trust me, in a few weeks, you'll get another email from Sherwin-Williams. They have a color of the year. And Benjamin Moore, they have a color of the year. And on and on and on. Then you'll get some that will put together palettes. Those are actually more my favorites, where they just sort of pull out a whole bunch of random paint colors, put little what looks like dabs of paint on the page and call it a palette. You know, it again, it's just a bunch of marketing people sitting in a room having fun. I, I really, truly don't think it's much more than that. I have never heard of a single industry person involved in those paint color selections. So I'm not sure where they get their data from, but it, it is fun. And they know that everybody paints in their project. And the reason these groups do it is because they know how prevalent paint is. Of course, I can't do a single project that doesn't include paint at some point. So they also know that it's an inexpensive project to take on, especially if you're willing to do the painting on your own. So it makes sense from a marketing standpoint as to why they would put out these colors every year. But from a design point of view, it makes no sense. And quite honestly, it becomes such noise in some projects that clients get almost paralyzed by it. And and not necessarily just for the color of the year, but they'll see a paint color in a magazine, for instance, in a beautiful spread. And they'll say, this is the perfect shade of green, Renee. We're using this in, in the sitting room. And I look at it and I say, okay, great. Let's let's take a step back. We're going to order a sample of it because I have been a part of magazine spread photo shoots. And what you see in person, which is affected by the time of day and the lighting and the artificial lighting that the camera crew brought in, all of that changes the color. Then you send it off to the printer. They're printing it on glossy paper. That changes it again. So seeing a color in a magazine is a fantastic starting point, but don't assume it's your ending point. And I have had people do that. They'll tell me, oh, Renee, I went out and bought four gallons of this paint. The painter started in on it and it was awful in my room. Now I can't return this paint. It's a disaster and on and on. Well, that's because they skipped a bunch of steps. And the first step is always get a sample. Now, the footnote to that is samples from companies are done in a flat finish. I typically use flat finishes only on the ceilings. I personally like to use an eggshell on the walls, which I know some of you just took a deep breath because eggshell will show some imperfections on a wall. That's the downside. The upside is that it is wipeable, whereas flat is not. And as far as imperfections, even on flat walls, you will see imperfections. So again, some of this is going to be subjective and you're going to have to decide what you can put up with. But an eggshell has a little bit more sheen than a flat. So if I'm looking at a color in a flat finish, it will look slightly different with that little bump up of sheen to get me to an eggshell finish. It will look different again if I use it on the trim and I'm using a semi-gloss. It will look again different if I bump it up to a glossy finish. So it is really important to, one, start with samples in flat because that is what they'll give you and you can get them online. A lot of the companies will give them to you for free or a very small price. It is worth the investment to check the color in your own home. For instance, my clients are mostly in Pennsylvania and Delaware. Now, when I do work on a client's home in Florida, you can be sure that the colors I look at in my office in Delaware look vastly different in the Florida sun. And I know that. So I have to take that into consideration. 
So that is something you need to learn. There's your pro tip of the day. So if you're in sunny Arizona and your girlfriend lives in Boston and she's telling you that she just painted her room, I don't know, some beautiful color and you go, oh, I'm going to, is it okay? Can I use it in my house? Of course. And you go out and buy the paint, not a sample, but the paint you are going to be in trouble because it will look different in Arizona lighting than it will in Boston. And depending on the tone of the color, it could look very different. So these are things that I don't think people realize when they're looking and getting the advice from kind of the masses, right? The magazines or these e-blasts or the companies, or you'll see HGTV will put together a, a custom palette. You know, all of that is great for starting points. And then to take it to the next level, what you need to do with sampling is not just get one piece, look at it in your hand and say, oh, I love it. You need to attach it to a wall, just use some blue tape. It shouldn't take off any existing finish. You need to stand back. You need to look at it morning, noon, and night because the lighting in the room will change morning, noon, and night. You need to move it around the room because if you're in a home right now, look around your room. I can guarantee you that whatever paint color you have right now is a different color depending on shadows, the time of day, opposite the window versus next to the window. These colors change and you want to make sure as best you can. There is no way to know for sure until the entire wall is painted, but if you have a big enough sample and in the perfect world, and what I do for my projects is I make three samples of every color and I literally hang them on three different walls so that we can see the different lighting morning, noon, and night, as well as be able to stand back. What do you think of the color as you walk by the room in the hallway? What do you think of the color once you're in the room? What do you think of the color in the morning? What do you think of it at noon? What do you think of it at night with all the lamps on? Because your lamps are likely going to throw either a blue light if you love those really bright LEDs or a yellow light if you are still in the incandescent, incandescent world. So these are all factors that play heavily into the effect of paint. And so I always chuckle when people say, oh, paint, that's the easy thing to do. And well, I guess it depends on what they're defining. I mean, taking a roller, putting paint on it and rolling it on the wall. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Selecting the paint, that takes a little bit more time. It's not impossible to do, but you have to put the time in so that you get it right. Because who wants to paint something twice? And I have been on projects where they hated the paint, they called me, and we had to redo freshly painted walls. And to me, that's just a waste of time, materials, and effort. So taking a step back, taking a broader perspective on what you are being force-fed constantly through email and TV and magazines, and really looking at it in your specific home, in the specific room you're going to paint that is where you're going to have a more successful project in the end. And then I just mentioned, you know, a girlfriend in Boston recommending a color for someone in Arizona. So this comes up a lot in my world. I'll meet a client, we'll be working along, we'll be going down one path. And then out of nowhere, the client will say, oh, I had my girlfriend over for a drink and we were looking over everything and she really thinks I should be doing. And then it's a whole different direction. And I listen the whole way through because I want to make sure that it is where I think it's going. And typically it is. And that is a path away from what the homeowner and my client really wanted. 
And she's getting caught up in what her girlfriend thinks she should want, as opposed to what she truly wants. And this often is in a paint color world because they'll have the samples sitting around and, oh, what are you going to be doing with this? And where are you going to be putting that? And then they start going down the path of basically criticizing what the person had selected and whatnot. So here's my two cents on the matter. You live in your home for a reason. You chose your home, whether you're renting or bought, you live there for a reason. Doesn't matter what the reason is, but the house should reflect you. And so if you say want to do an all white house and someone comes in and says, oh my gosh, that's so boring. Why would you do that? You need to incorporate color. And then all of a sudden you get it in your head. Oh my gosh, I should, yes, I definitely need to incorporate color, but I really like a white house. No, 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 no. I really need to incorporate color. They say I need to incorporate color. Here's the truth. You do not need to incorporate color if you want an all white house. And these are actual conversations I've had with clients and they just need me to empower them to make their own decisions based on their own desires. And that's what this is about. There is no reason you need to change anything because you saw the latest El Decor and all of a sudden they've gone in the direction of animal print. I mean, for God's sakes, they have to sell a magazine. So of course, every month it's going to be something different because they have a different goal than you have in your own home. So do what I do. I take all of those magazines and trust me, I get them and read them all because I feel obligated and I and I often find them somewhat enjoyable to read, but they're just giving examples. They're just peaking interest in certain directions. And there are lots of months where I get to the end of the magazine and I think, eh, there's nothing in here for me. There's nothing I can apply to any of my clients. This is just an off month. Then there are others where I'm ripping them out and I'm taking them putting them up on boards. I'm applying them to certain projects. You know, it just varies. So you never know what they're going to be sending out. So take all of those elements as suggestions. Maybe that's the best way to put it. They're just suggestions. Hey, have you ever considered this shade of green? You know, but don't necessarily change your entire scheme because a girlfriend didn't like something or because you saw in a magazine or because you saw Jennifer Aniston's house in Hollywood used blue and you were thinking green. I mean, all of that I have had conversations about in some form or fashion. I I really have. And so it's real and I understand where it comes from but I want to give you all the power to make the choices for yourself. And so, for instance, this woman who wanted an all-white house, she ended up with an all-white house and she loves every inch of that house. And the girlfriend, by the way, who came over and said, you need to incorporate color, she loves the all-white house. But she will also then say, I couldn't live with it, but I love it here. And that to me is the ultimate compliment. That means that that woman got exactly what she wanted and her friend could recognize that it wasn't good for her. That's what this should be about, really discovering what it is that will make you happy in your own home. And that is everyone's goal, an interior designer's goal for their client, as well as the homeowner's goal through for their own project. So it is only the second week of January. I can promise you that there will be endless emails about colors of the year. Take a look at them. Who knows? Maybe you will find the 
color you've been waiting for in one of them. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of them are pretty hard to incorporate in an interiors project because they are pretty intense. I mean, and so it makes sense, of course, right? So if Benjamin Moore did Color of the Year, White Dove, then it wouldn't really jump off the page. You probably never even notice as you're flipping through a magazine. But I can promise you that's probably their bread and butter color. I, I, I sure know I spend a lot of money on their White Dove year after year. So it would make sense that they would want to promote it further but it wouldn't make good marketing. So for instance, last year, their color was a GN teal. It was pretty. I, I could see possibly incorporating it. We actually looked at it for one project and honestly, just wasn't a good fit in the end. But it looked great in their marketing. It drew your eye in. You know, that is what they're meant to do. That's their goal. Your goal as a homeowner is to find colors that you love, that you can live with year after year, and that make you happy because that is what it's all about. We have spent more time in our homes in the last two years than we have ever before. And hopefully this is coming to an end, but you really want to make sure that whatever it is you're surrounding yourself in your home from color to texture to style, it reflects you and it makes you happy. So please keep sending me the emails. I loved covering this topic because it is something that sort of boils my blood a little bit when they make these big statements about these crazy colors. But I thought it was really important because there just isn't a single project I take on that doesn't incorporate paint. So if you're in a construction project, if you're starting the search for the paint, keep this in mind, pick what you love, sample it properly, and I promise you will be happy with the end results. If this brings up more questions and answers, you know how to find me. I'd love to continue this conversation or have a new conversation if there's other issues that you're working on that I haven't covered today or in previous episodes. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.